0: This is brutal power wrapped in an elegant machine. Welcome back, darling. Kingston Town can't win. He got checked the champ. It's going to get desperate, but a champion becomes a legend. From, from, from the card leaving the ball. Eight dollars months ago. Go. It's fifteen lengths clear. No, gee, he is a good horse like Harry said. She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me, Pinky, threaded the eye of the needle. Can Kenny he Stave, he's fatal. closing time. This could be set up for something special. Cassidy hit the
1: pole to win. It's coming again. Don't He lunges and it wins. What an outstanding
0: racehorse. Welcome to the Racing and Sports in the Office Review Podcast. So As you look back. At the weekend's racing, plenty to dissect from Saturday. Adam, the Lightning Stakes, I think lived up to all expectations. Although we didn't expect what we saw at the start with Nature Strip, but how good's Chris Waller? He's absolutely nailed that race.
1: Perfect for the uh, perfect
0: brochure. Absolute ideal result. He's beat
1: the world's best sprinter going down to the the big colt. What yeah.
0: a valuable nose that was!
1: Indeed, indeed. And he had to, you know, he had to produce a huge performance to do it. And Nature Strip probably. If he left, you know, if we say he left three or four pounds at the the start, he's probably run to his absolute max as well. But those three or four pounds at the start have, have probably cost him winning. And I think if you crawl over the splits, you can make a, a fair case that, especially given the margin is so fine, that Nature Street was an unlucky loser. But um, Home Affairs is obviously um, a top-class sprinter and um, a time-form rating of 126 there it puts him in... Um, Rare, rare. Some pretty slick company, yeah. Lightning winners as three year olds. There's some good horses around that level. So um, I wrote about that today, and there's a a very pretty list headed by Placid Arc up on the website there to, to crawl over. And he's alongside Fastnet and Schwarzseer, and just Coolmore will love that.
0: Yeah, can actually, take your time and just say that again.
1: 126 in that. So 129 is Placid Arc, 128 Zedative Testarossa. One twenty six, Scalacci, General Nadeem, Schwassier, Fastnet Rock, and Home Affairs. That's a
0: that's a good company. It always we talked about it earlier. It's always nice when you do that list. It gives you that nice fuzzy feeling where yeah, he sits.
1: Get to see some some great old names. So, and he's got two now. So since the Everest run, which I think probably did him the absolute world of good, going eyeball. He came off second best that day. Tried to go. Toe-to-toe with, with Nature Strip, caught Nature Strip on a on a fast day when he jumped cleanly. Well, not his fault. He didn't get swiped by his partner in crime there. Fellow three-year-old doing his dirty work for him there in, in Profiteer, the accomplice. Yeah, he tried to go eyeball-to-eyeball with a, a fast-moving Nature Strip that day and, and came off second best, but his two runs since then... Awesome. ...have been awesome. So I think, um you know, I'm obviously just guessing, but I don't think it did him any harm running there, and it did him no harm losing there because his reputation now is outstanding. He's... Um, He's probably going to win the new market, you'd, you'd think. I don't think Nature Strip will probably run there, will he? I don't they think. they ducked it last year, they'll duck it He again. usually goes there and then to Sydney. Well, he's going to be. I mean, even if he runs there, Home Affairs is... He's waited to beat him. He's going to be favourite, isn't he? I can't imagine anything jumps favourite against Home Affairs in that now. And then maybe straight on a plane or TJ, another stouch. I'd like to see another Stoush with with Nature Strip. Obviously, I think everyone wants that. And this wasn't um, as good as this race was. It wasn't satisfactory. I don't. No one walked away from that going. well, Home Affairs is better than Nature Strip, surely. No. Probably, if anything, the other the other way around a bit because, as I said, he was probably an unlucky loser, Nature Strip. So, um, probably. Do it all – well. You know, he you, was. You never know these things, though, right? People, you know, who knows? But yeah, he was. Hmm. Yeah, my read of things is that yes, he was. It's interesting because he probably over he overperformed to. M- to me, Nature Strip, because I was yeah. th- I thought he'd be a little bit softer than that I thought he would run just shy of the rating he did, and that's not even considering the start. So he's know, gone if really if we tack something well. on for that, he's he's gone really well, Nature Strip, better than I probably thought he would. Home affairs on you know, impressed on the upside. Not you know, only a pound better than the Coolmore win, but still to do it again and do it first up, he's he's overachieved. Eduardo was disappointing, and I don't yeah. know if it was an excuse straight up for him. I thought halfway when the Inferno nearly 8 turf, I thought he fell through the back of Eduardo a bit and maybe there was an excuse, but then maybe that didn't happen and I didn't see anything thrown up. So he ran to the – he ran, what, 119, which is
0: – Disappointing for him.
1: Yeah, lower than I, I would have thought. So um, that's the number he ran when he won the Doom in 10,000 and third in the TJ Smith last year. So he ran that race again. I thought he'd run a better race than that. Yeah, it's
0: interesting, especially when you get these top-line horses – Trainers are certainly creatures of habit and Joe Pride didn't follow the exact same lead up in terms of his trials as what he's had going into his other first up runs. So I'm not sure if you're just jumping at shadows after the result. I don't think he was,
1: he wasn't playing games like he was there to win He.
0: Oh, not that, just a sense maybe he was better set up. He only had two yeah, short okay. course trials and I hate those trials because I don't think, they don't tell you anything but with a horse of obviously Eduardo's class at you wouldn't be too concerned about it. But just whether or not he was as forward as he has been or – I'm not too sure. Interesting to see if there's anything behind him. I mean, he didn't end. run
1: badly. He just ran at the low end of the range of ratings that I thought he could. I thought he would. Um, I thought he was much more likely to run better than, than yeah. that than he did. Musk Crusader was, you'd have yeah. to say, disappointing. Just never really got into it. That's. I mean, it's okay. He'll improve. The other thing is they were a little bit cute with Eduardo. If there wasn't something amiss, they were, they were a bit cute with him.
0: Did they get the straight wrong?
1: Oh, I mean, I always say this about Sydney. Sydney trainers seem to come down and start talking about the straight as if it's a thing. Just point them at the winning post and go. Like, It's just not a thing. Just let them rip. Stop worrying about tiny little variables and rip. It's so easy. Um, swats that was awesome. And she's done that. She's been the question mark horse in a couple of runs behind Nature Strip in the last 12 months, the classic run, of course, when Nature Strip ran a big rating, but it did hang on the swats that also being rated quite highly. Um, She went even better. So it's time for her to get out of their way and go and win one. And, I, you know, surely they would be looking at that Sangster over in Adelaide and thinking that's their race, wouldn't they? Mm. I think she's run there about as well as Morabi. Yeah. So that's um, in a very different scenario, obviously. This wasn't, funnily enough, not necessarily a high-pressure race, but obviously that bit of chaos at the start, and I think they're a bit cute with Eduardo and the result of that was a yeah a s- slow fast lightning slow you know relative to themselves yeah yeah probably not a, a not a slow fast not a slow start for most horses on the planet but for these guys they can run faster than that early and still run fast late but um yeah a terrific race and so home affairs also probably heads overseas now which is exciting because Based on this, and now that he's got these two numbers there, so he can be more confident. You know, there's um, he didn't necessarily add any height to his ratings profile, but he did add depth. Um, so he goes now across, hopefully to, to Ascot with a huge profile. And there's nothing there he should be scared of. He'll um, he'll belt the suitcase out of him if he's right.
0: Just on home affairs, we've touched on the press about them saying he'll get to nature strips level. I think he's better at twelve and he's run 126 first up over 1,000. Do you think, is he going to get to that level this time here?
1: Well, it's an interesting statement that he's better at 12 when he's just run the race of his life at 1,000.
0: Well, that's why I think I think he is better at 12, though. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at more as a positive thing that he's been able to run so well over 1,000.
1: I'd like to, you know, it's it's good enough did, just to be as good at 12.
0: Yeah. I, I just think he probably has more to come going to 12 is what I'm saying.
1: You reckon he'll improve on that again? Maybe. Not by much, I wouldn't think.
0: It's unusual for a Waller horse to not improve.
1: Yeah, I mean... Even he, at that level. He is an unusual horse. He's not... <laughs> he ain't typical. But in... Waller's you, got a lot of horses. He doesn't have a lot of them. He doesn't have a lot of them,
0: but you go through Waller's horses and you find me ones that don't improve. It's very rare.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think he... I think Um. I think Chris came to the party here. As I said, Nature Strip overachieved for mine first up. That's better than... It's at the high end of his range first up and and... I think he had a breathing fire, to be honest. And he's probably thinking, you know, one, two, three maybe runs like light preps with the UK potentially on the yeah, yeah, I think they were um might be a slightly different prep to the standard handicappers prep for Waller. Target target.
0: Yeah. Looking forward to him obviously going to the new market.
1: Yeah. Well it's set up a I mean, it was it was highly touted going in, and what even though a couple disappointed, I mean, they're always going to. There's always going to be a couple of bad runs. Has to like be. g tries run a stinker, and the Inferno nearly fell on his face, so there's, you know, Profiteer. Profiteer actually ran to the exact same level he's been running to. He just did it chaotically this time. He <laughs> gets faster yeah, horses. Yeah, <laughs> Profiteer is, um, well, he's an interesting horse now because, I mean, do they keep trying to go at this level or do they they give him a chance to knock something off again? I mean, they already did that at the start before they gave him his chance and he took it. So is that just his level? Or can he, I don't know, maybe his maybe chance to knock up something with group one in the book if that's what they want. Because he's a cult, right? That's So they're, they're, hunting, they're hunting cheap group ones now to trick everyone, even though everyone can measure these things now and they're fooling no one. <laughs> you raise an interesting point with him on Friday. He hasn't improved. No, not an inch. I, well, we've still got his best run of his career being the um, the Todman second and he split Animo and Home Affairs in that and they're now one and two, two best three-year-olds in the country and there he was splitting them. That's the run of his life and he hasn't improved an inch on it since.
0: So 12 months ago, he wins a terrible silver slipper. Yeah. And 12 months later, he's one of the best, if not the best three-year-old on the planet. Yeah, so he wasn't
1: a natural two-year-old but racing it too is still you know, still good enough to win a silver slipper and beat the mighty Rocket Tiger. Jeez, where's Rocket Tiger? I don't know. He's standing there watching his uh, form lines get advertised.
0: It shows in the best you know, sprints in the world. How, how horses can improve in 12 months. I think sometimes you can get caught on where a horse is at at its current level. If I said to you after that silver slipper he'll be winning the lightning beating nature strip in a year, you'd obviously
1: get laughed out of the room, as would everyone. Yeah, but they've got to come from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And they rate you know, they get better with practice. So running him in the Golden Slipper, I mean, how many top three-year-old colts have we had that were, that won their way into Blue Diamonds and Golden Slippers, failed and came back and were better? Like I'm straight off the top of my head, like Exosphere, Star Spangled Banner, Astern—they're all great colts as three-year-olds, but they were all um, smart two-year-olds, but not ready at two. But racing in those races is good for them. Mm. I think it's a. How's JMac? I just think we overrate patience because they need practice is more important than patience. I think.
0: I do love J-Mac. Jumped off Stay Inside to Ride Home Affairs. He's probably lucked out here.
1: He's been loyal the whole way through, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, He's pulled the right rein. Yeah. He'll win a lightning in a new market, I would think. He's won a more. Stay Inside's gone to stud. So hats off, J-Mac. Something there.
1: Well done. Well done.
0: And Chris Waller, how he's managed to do that on the week. That was, yeah. If you took, If you ask Chris Waller <laughs> the day before, what's the result? That is the ultimate result the
1: stable, yeah,
0: perfect. And that has answered. Sorry, our first question: Who
1: was the highest-rated horse of the weekend? It obviously was Home Affairs. Yeah, there are a couple of nice winners in Dubai, but nothing like this. So yeah, he wins. He's the highest-rated, and he was not touched by the biggest disappointment of the weekend. Who has potential to get to? Well, has in the past got close to that sort of level, but um your mate Golden Sixty did not. Get to that level on on Sunday.
0: No, looked a tired horse. Disappointed. Actually, haven't got around to rating it yet. It was.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: I'll save you the trouble. He
1: ran below his best.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tell you who absolutely flushed it was Blake Shin. Yeah. Have you seen the ride? I. Ha- I s-
1: it's Blake Shin there. Very, briefly, very yeah. briefly, but it's very him to do that. Yeah. Isn't it? he is a giant killer, Blake. And sliced through the field. The. The best thing about Blake Shin is a jockey, and there's a lot of good things about. He's a very good jockey, Blake Shin. He's always been. I'd say, can I say he's one of ours? We've always liked Blake here. Yeah, he's yeah. one of ours. I always feel like he's always been spoken of in glowing terms in um, r and But he is great at making things happen. And so in big races when, like he was the one that stuck it to Winks a couple of times and he's, it's, you know, there are other other examples of that. I mean... The horse he won yesterday was a that was a brilliant ride but he also gave that an outstanding steer on international day there and gave them all a, a massive ride in in the cup there when the japanese ran him down he he shot off he's a yeah he's a he's a cool jockey Blake, Blake shin and his his best thing is that he's he goes out and makes things happen he's he's pretty good like him a lot come home <laughs> I
0: don't think he will I was looking at how much money he's making <laughs> Just on prize money. There's
1: a lot of money here too now. Yeah. You can go and win golden gum boots and make a fortune. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the I think the biggest disappointment for me with Golden 60 is that I think that shelves any chance of him going anywhere.
1: Mm, it's got it's got tuck him away for the year and say he's he's come up a bit as you said, did he look tired? How does yeah. a horse look tired? It's, it's funny how they look tired when they get belted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. he maybe, maybe. I mean he's had a He's done his share of racing, I suppose. He's um, maybe, maybe they do tuck him away now. Although, I mean, there's so much money in the Champions Mile and the Yasuda Keenan, and it was wet, right? So there's a there's a ready-made fallback excuse. Never seen it before. Two thousand meters, never seen wet. You know, not his go. I he's thought a, was, he's yeah. a speed horse, so you know, let's go back to the mile and do what he does best, and and give him his chance to win his way back into the Yasuda there because we want to see him go to Japan and race fast ones in a fast race but at the moment he's um he's spluttering and stuttering in uh, slow races against slow horses so that's not a that's not a great recipe for the Yasuda Keenan I don't think
0: I think it always highlights you see these horses how
1: well Peter Moody and Chris Waller did with Black Caviar and Winks yeah to be fair to Francis Louis here he's also done a I mean until these two losses he he did a hell of a lot of winning, like that. That streak is, um,
0: oh yeah, is magnificent. Yeah, it is, yeah. And I mean, if he was given a steer two back, he's probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that was a cover. What a sore back he gave him that day. I think, yeah, it, that's the. I really hope it doesn't shelve the international plans because you do want to see these horses on the international stage, especially with a record like him. But dusted at the dollar oh five favorite and a dollar forty. On Sunday, he is the biggest flop of the weekend.
1: The best ride doesn't go to Blake Shin. Haven't got the sectionals yet. It could have. No. I think everyone knows, looking at the weekends racing, that it wasn't Blake Shin winning a Group 1 in Hong Kong that was the ride of the week. It was Tommy Berry nicking a place in a silver slipper on Sathira. Everyone knows that, right? Ride of the weekend. Colin Moricar Award. I'll be surprised if we're the only ones. Oh, it's a big, high-profile ride. Cythera got it inched inch perfect there, Tommy. In an interesting race for, for pace, in fact, I had a couple of questions on Twitter about whether we'd mention the, um, the pace in this race, where Best of Bordeaux looked to go fast and did, but got it pretty right, to be fair. And then Magic looked like the big flasher. So was Magic flying or were they stopping? And the truth is somewhere in the middle. As it always is.
0: As it always is. He. It's a massive
1: fence hit. But Cythera is the one who was, um, the way we look at things in our model. Anyway, the way we model things out to try and sound trendy. Um, Cythera was optimised by Tommy. And so he gets the Colin Moricar Award. And Colin absolutely smoked it this morning at Riviera, by the way. And Taylor Pendrith missed the cup. So we're on the money. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: are we doing with the two-year-olds, Blanks?
1: This was actually not that bad.
0: Because you know who Magic is?
1: Out of Rising Romance. No, he's this year's North Pacific, but better.
0: Really? A maxed up North Pacific? This is they always... That is very specific. It is. <laughs> they generally kick off one of their cults. Yeah, he was well it back too. Mm. And you'd imagine... Finished fast. Size champagne. Without
1: being... Um, finished fast, but not fast enough for me to say that it was necessarily an unlucky loser or anything like that. I think that's the, the answer to those questions about pace was that Best of Bordeaux went fast without being stupid and Magic finished fast without being unlucky. Yeah. But it was, Yeah, I think the visuals guys will roughly get this right.
0: I'd say it's just the first two.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose that's loosely the point we're making with the Morikara Award is that the credit goes to Tommy. Tommy takes the trophy and Sythera, I think we got the most out of her there. Although she's run to a reasonable level and there's not a lot of depth to these. No. Well, I think the right ones, I think the first six, seven, well, you like um, the seventh, Shalatin there as well, don't you? Mm, so, and and disappointed. No, yeah, but always you know, probably never in the race really, right? Mm. Um. Yeah, in a very ho-hum year so far for two-year-olds, that's f- far from the most ho-hum. That looks an okay silver sipper.
0: He's a highest rated two-year-old now, so we'd hope so.
1: Yeah, it would be, yeah. And with less, I mean, the the first up win was in on that weird rail at Rose Hill and the time was a bit funky. Of course, the, the slowest time comes out and belts the fastest time. So on impact got cleaned up by the uh, horses from behind Poor Laley, You times mugs. <laughs> I'm one of you, but God, we're hopeless. <laughs> kidding ourselves. <laughs>
0: it's like overall times aren't everything.
1: Nope, <laughs> they're not because they are... No, I'm not even
0: going to say. I thought I was going to be out to wind jump up there. No. Thought I had you going.
1: No, 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 no.
0: But he is the highest rated two-year-old as it stands. I'd imagine that'll get jumped after Has the, to get jumped. It'll probably to. get jumped.
1: Well, the Blue Diamond can't be won by a lower mark than that. Surely not. No, but we'll cover that in the preview podcast. We will. Which is going to be a terrible race to cover for ratings nerds because there's no ratings. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are we going to talk about? Yeah.
0: The Just touching on the silver slipper, so the average in the last five years is 114, and Best of Bordeaux 111, Home Affairs 106, Farnan 116, Time to Rain 114, Sunlight Esserjab 116, 115 plus, and the big boy, Piero 118 plus. So he's not completely off what yeah.
1: we've seen. I mean, he's a fair way off those slipper winners, but they had more to beat, Yeah, I suppose. Like Piero's year was – flying everywhere. Like he ran 118 plus, was probably a bit better that, than that and there was, Epaulette was zinging around and there was, you know. Snitzeland. Our whole podcast would have been just talking about two-year-olds that year. Yeah, Snitzeland was busting the clock. I mean, Snitzeland was fourth, fifth seed at that stage and she'd, um she'd run faster than Gadda has now from memory. I'm doing that off the top of my head, so i We'll go with it. Yep, run with it, why not?
0: The... Taylor Penrith award, the reverse flusher.
1: Taylor. Missed the cut at Riviera. Hopeless. Can't hit it off the square. And that sounds that's a very harsh uh, lead into handing Jay Ford this award for no compromise.
0: I reckon I could have given it to him on Friday.
1: Yeah. That's actually very well put and a very good point. He was um the die was cast on Jay when it drew fourteen and he got given this oh, So like he was basically told to slaughter it. <laughs>
0: As we've <laughs> as we've mentioned previously, the Colin Morikara Award is generally yes. You, you want to be laying these horses next time out, mm. and the Taylor Pendrith Award we want to be backing these going forward. And we've already seen a few Taylor Pendrith come out and win. Mighty Bill was one. Oh, was another. Mm. And, and Mighty Bill
1: was. I tell you what, in even winning goes close to winning it. Because <laughs> they finished. They went way too slow early here, but. Obviously, it worked for for Mighty Bill. In fact, that's a pretty good scenario, I think, for for Mighty Bill, especially against that opposition. It's mm. probably a pretty good scenario. But um, I mean, too him. much to bears the one who's got the good ride there again. Again, that's he can't go an inch better than that. Too much to bear. He's flattered in amongst those horses, but no compromise from where he was. And as we said, it's not. I mean, there are going to be weeks where we probably will heap it on a couple of jockeys. Yeah. That's okay. That's but I, don't, I think in this scenario we're not... Um,
0: Johnny Allen can sit yourself lucky was, on Cardigan. I'm going to...
1: Yeah, actually, I'd be more scathing of that than I am of this, but this wins the award because we're sticklers for technicalities. Um, but no compromises. Absolutely flying. Slaughtered to instructions, but... Um, He's airborne, it, this horse. Bring he has him to, to the Canberra Cup. Oh, wherever... Settle 1-1 in the Canberra Cup. And pose for the photo at the furlong. Put this horse, or if
0: not already in the black <laughs> book, it wins wherever it goes next start. Oof! What if they do something stupid? They're not. <laughs> they're in the right stable. They know what yeah, they're doing. That's true. He's he, got a million yeah. of these. Oh yeah. That's the trick.
1: He's got to keep them all apart.
0: Yeah. So he'll, um, I'd say fourth up, two
1: thousand, maybe even beyond. Speaking of a million of these, I should just bring this up. If the award. Could have gone to a Melbourne jockey. The closest in Melbourne to winning this award was behind two more of these, Crystal Pegasus and, and Russo. Two more of Waller's Ten Furlong Handicap Army was playoffs under Maddie Cartwright, who he gave a few a sore back a couple of weeks ago and won the Taylor Award. And we were mean, rightfully so. You know, some bad rides. Yeah, but um, he flushed it on playoffs. That horse can't go an inch better than it went, and. Yeah, hat tip to him for for bouncing back and almost winning the colon, but... Not quite. Not
0: we quite. do have to... Tommy too good. We do have to give mention, though, to the winner of last week, who almost went back-to-back back in the Taylor Penrith Award. Mark,
1: Mark Zara. Zara. Yeah, he was probably fits the same slaughtered to instructions scenario there, but, um, yeah, Forgot You was... Um, awesome. Ooh, we're going Awesome. He was pretty good. What's one? Super, I mean, what's one superlative short of awesome? Uh, whatever that is. That's what he was. That's what he was, and I'm there. And
0: that's big for me to say from this stable I as know, well. You're a, you're very, very anti. A, I mean, I'm going to be anti. I'm not going to back it, but I can understand if you really like the run.
1: It was a terrific run, and like he, he now just hits the Australian Guineas looking awesome. But we, um, I've, I've said awesome after all that. <laughs> <laughs> we were pretty cold on on pinstriped and Peshiro. And so was the betting, yeah. And then lightsaber came out. There was no pace. I mean, that's another thing. If they're all sitting there hovering over their maps, which they're all obsessed with, and they shouldn't be. I'm anti map. But then all of a sudden, the you know, if you if you plan too carefully for things, when things change, you are left in panic stations. And lightsaber comes out at the barriers. There goes a bit of the pace. There is no pace. Damien Lane, very clever. He's a good jockey, Jamin Lane. In fact, he wrote a few races on Saturday that were
0: Would he make it in Sydney?
1: I dunno. He might measure up in Sydney, I'm sure. He wrote a awesome race on, on Pashiro, just got picked off by Pinstriped. He went better than I thought he would, but ran right up to what you would expect from a a Hayes winner. So Pinstriped will have a great chance in the Guineas. But Cap Devant was good closing and Forgot You was one superlative short of awesome closing. So they're um Sets up a good guineas. Sets up a good guineas because Coast Watch was not at this level in the autumn stakes, but you know that he can and will. I mean, you have telling us before, while a second up, he's going to improve. So And he can improve to that Golden rosy level, which is in the game. And Hototsu will be there first up and he's a very, very, very good horse. I was
0: going to ask you, where does – so you've essentially seen all the lead-ups now?
1: Yep. I like it. I like what I see.
0: Just vibing? A hototsu favorite?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't. In your that. mind, I'm not talking about the actual market. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, you love him. I think he's a really good horse. To beat him first up is well, they're doing it an in ask, but doing it in Sydney as
0: well with Profondo, which I, oh, I just don't get.
1: Mm. But at the same time, both very talented. So the the three year old pecking order at the moment, time for me wise, or even using my time form with a twist, let's call it. You've got Home Affairs as the best ahead of Animo. Then you've got that Captivon in the Congo with the Guineas and Golden Rose Run sitting just above Hitotsu Profondo, who have done that with big wins that they look better than. So even though the the rating might be a couple of pounds below Captivon in the Congo, they're more exciting. Where is in the Congo? I think he trialed last week. Okay, so he's coming back for he end up in Brisbane or something. I think
0: they're delaying. Stradbroke, reeks of it. Or is he trying I to see what you're up to, Gay. Or is Gay going Galaxy first up?
1: She does that. I mean, he'd be a really terrific Stradbroke horse, wouldn't he?
0: Mm. mm. And then, anyway,
1: they're, I mean, that's a good Australian guineas in, in the making there. I would say. Because, like, yeah, they're going to hit it. Um, all the horses off that haze that are prominent there, Captivant, Pinstriped, forgot you. They're all. They all hit it now, ready to... Peak, so big task for Hitotsu if he's as good as I think he is, and as good as the, the Derby performance looked and rated, and the betting knew he was going to do it. All that, all that says he's this good. But um, it's a nice test for him. I think they're a good group, and that we can, we can use that to quickly steer back to Sydney for some Hobartville chat, if you like.
0: The did enough. To win, he was yeah. given a fifteen out of ten from Tommy.
1: This is the the concern for me is that I could almost say Halal was as well, Halal was as good as him. So he's it's job done, and maybe low pressure fourteen hundred isn't what he wants now. His two best runs have come now in the Corfu Guineas Cox Plate, which were both big high pressure races. So very different scenario here. They jig jogged around, but he was. Um, edged out Halal and Converge was smoking along behind him there. I mean, I'm saying he hasn't... You couldn't say he's gone badly, certainly not in this run, probably as a package deal. The first two runs, I'm saying, are fine, but only just.
0: If you want to take a line through Halal, so they've met three times. He's getting closer. He's getting closer. He towed him up in the size. The Golden Rose was a non-event. And then on the weekend, he's got... To a head. So are we positive Halal or negative Animo, or is it a mix of both?
1: Yeah, so I feel like Animo has just underwhelmed slightly. I would have thought, yeah, I would have thought run 116, then 120, and instead he's run 111, 117. So, I mean, we're being very ratings nerdish there. <laughs> we're
0: very stickler for our numbers. Yeah,
1: but just, it's not panic stations, but it's like you're certainly not doing as much as you, you might be doing more. Halal looks – he's put himself now to a level there, Halal, where he's um, he's one more step forward away from being a Doncaster winner. Yeah. Is that a fair statement?
0: I think that's more than fair, yeah.
1: Do people think that? Probably do now. I think, yeah, he, he – that won't win him a Doncaster, but the step he'll take when he goes to a mile will. Yeah. And I think he will. And Converge is – um, he's going to be better at a mile and he's going to be even better at 2,000. So Rose Hill Guineas Converge against – Hatatsu Profondo. Profondo. That's a good race. That's a
0: belt of a race. He is profiling. You touched on Halal. Same stable with Brutal. Oh yeah. Who won the Doncaster off the rider? So he went through the camp. So he was. All, I guess it's funny. He wasn't established, but Actually, they went the established the same,
1: path. They had the same time form running in the spring. One twelve. Both of them.
0: And then peak clear new peak in the rider behind Winks into the Doncaster.
1: So, There's another example of racing fast horses and doing you the world of good. Didn't duck winks, ran face first into her, and she won him a Doncaster. She won him a deal at stud. Yeah. Owes her plenty.
0: His advantage, obviously, over a horse like Halal is his uh, race tractability. He was able to race on speed. Which is Halal not able to race on speed? Don't know. He seems to be a get back.
1: Draw a barrier in the Doncaster.
0: I reckon. Our man gonna. William will have him bang there. I know. Pikey, just warming beautifully in
1: Sydney. He's going okay, but he, yeah, it's good. He's won no Colin Morikara awards, and that's my judgment of a jockey.
0: Yeah. He got beaten head Bob, on the weekend, which is very unpike in the in the highway. Don't get too bogged down on results in terms of giving his horses every chance. He's tracking how we would like
1: that rolls us to the west. You love your west,
0: I do love my west, and Who's time for exciting that?
1: horse. That is just so exciting.
0: Well, I was supremely excited about Clairvoyance after three starts, and I'm not going to say. She went off the boil, but she obviously had a few setbacks.
1: Mate, she's better than Isotope is the sentence I always remember. <laughs> Just so you know.
0: And I think at the time after the third start, she was the third highest rated uh, three-year-old in the country.
1: I think Isotope was fourth. Probably. And,
0: yeah, and she had setbacks, she had injuries. I thought she could win the winner bottom, the progression she was trending after three starts. Had issues, he's brought her back. Her first two runs back, I thought, oh, no, you're not going to get her back. She tried to lead Pike Rotor, Next start, she tailed off behind Hot Zed. And then he backed her up eight days later at Pinjara, <laughs> dropped her back in grade to a 72. Plus, and she was good. She ran good figures winning there. And I thought, oh. glimpse. She ran 105. And then on Sunday, she ran 113. Really good time. Really good historical rating. Only Black Art Bars rated higher winning that race at Pinjara. A figure of 113 has a, a long side kiss on all four cheeks, which. He's the best middle distance mare in WA mm-hmm. and Graceful Girl's 116. So she would have won the Millie Fox had she. I know you hate those comparisons, but if she produced what she did at Pinjarra yesterday at Rose Hill on Saturday, she wins the Millie Fox a length and change. And I think he's certainly got her back to where she was. He's just got to hold her together now for a year and she'll win the Winterbottom.
1: Easy, easy game. And before we go, I'll um I'll give you an exciting one as well on the about as far away from Pinjarra as you can get in terms of Southern Hemisphere racing over in New Zealand. We're all obsessed with the big days racing in, in Australia, but across the Tasman they had the Avondale Guineas, which historically is an awesome lead up to, you know, their best derby lead up and produced plenty of horses that have come here and there was a really good winner of it in Lark Creek, who was a filly over there. They didn't go very fast and she just detonated. The caller went absolutely burko and he was right too when you crawled over the sectionals. She she did explode. To put that margin on them off that sort of tempo was um, really, really impressive. So she ran to 111, and I've only got Espiona and Fangirl among three old fillies here rated higher, and they don't stay. Well, we don't. Well, Espiona certainly won't. Espiona won't. Fangirl, Fangirl Vinery. Vibes strongly as a miler. So in terms of Oaks fillies, La Creek would now be dominant favourite for the um, New Zealand derby over there. This race was won by Ginger Nuts 112. So she ran 111 plus. So she might even be a bit better. Big plus. Ginger Nuts 112. Mongolian Khan 116. Rising Romance was beaten in at around 111. And Solon Achiever ran 114. So she's in the chit chat with all of them off that same race. That's some good horses.
0: Not in the market for the vinery, which is disappointing.
1: I'm not sure how it all times out with running in the derby over there. And I think she might, you know, they can run in the derby and the oaks. And she has had a. She's been on the go for a while. That would be the the little query would be. Remember last year, Amaralina, was um, she did something similar where she ran a really big figure, but she did it too, she did it in February or something last year. Well, it's February now, isn't it? Oh, jeez, it's happening again. <laughs> doing it, it was, and then doing it too early. No, oh no. And then by the time she got here, she'd um she'd already run below that number in New Zealand a couple of times, and it was um, she just sort of tailed off a little bit. She's still fine. She's good, but she just lost the the big peak was was behind her, and maybe that's some concern. We certainly haven't got anything established at a higher level than her over further than a mile. I don't know where Willowy is, but she's a, a good couple of links away from from where this is. So um Doseur with the horse who ran second to Willowy in the Oaks, They're, you know the VRC Oaks is um, doesn't take a whole lot of winning. Yeah, she's one to to follow. so there you go. Windsor a Derby lands in Australia, we
0: expect it to be very hard to beat. Just bringing up Bonneville. Who won the derby? Oh, we're pressing on. We don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut that out.